0: Welcome to the Evolution Exchange NHS podcast at Evolution NHS we are committed to helping people and NHS organisations realise their potential. The goal is to develop deep relationships with individuals, building trust to make doing business easier. We collaborate with NHS organisations to help them build high performing digital teams. We achieve this by curating and sharing insights into the ever evolving NHS digital industry's best practices. I am Ben Cook from Evolution Recruitment Solutions, and today I am your host. Today I am joined by Preeti Mehta, the Digital Portfolio Manager at NHS South Central West CSU. Really interested on this one all around digital transformation. So uh, over to you, Preeti, with uh, a little introduction of uh, who you are and uh, what it is you've been doing.
1: Hi, Ben. Nice to see you again, okay? and thanks for having me here. And hi, all. Thanks for joining us. Uh, My name is Priti Shema I'm Digital Portfolio Manager working with South Central and West CSU. I've been with CSU for over five years now, five, six years, and working with NHS almost 10 years, um, and mostly in digital transformation space.
0: Uh, That stuff. Yeah, we've had a a few comments already. Uh, People are really going to... It's a keen interest in this one in terms of obviously digitalization really important at the moment. Um, I should say, if anyone's got any questions, please feel free uh, to fire them across. Uh, I'm sure pretty would be happy to uh, to pick up anything that comes through. Uh, and of course, if, if we don't have enough time, we'll, we'll try and go through them as as they come through. But if it is at the end um, and if we do sort of run out of time, we can uh, come back to them. So yeah, please feel free to to fire away. Um, I guess in, in terms of where we start from, it'd be great to sort of know you know your background, you know what it is that you know your experiences around digital transformation. Um, you know, what's been your sort of successes? Uh, how, how did it all come about?
1: So, when I started in NHS uh, in 2014, um, and I started in an acute trust, um, uh, Queen Alexander Hospital in Portsmouth. Uh, before that, I was working with um, Brighton Hope City Council as a um, project manager implementing HR payroll and recruitment systems and um, even in 2006-2007 uh, when I was working with the council HR systems and recruitment system were quite modern and they're forever evolving. Um, so it was a shock to my system when I started in acute trust and, and got to know that my hospital used 70 odd systems and some some of them were very old I mean, they were built in 70. So in a way it is Good to know that there was technology in the 70s, but they were um, old enough that a mouse wouldn't work on those. But we were still using those and they still had value. The problem was that these system were not talking to each other. My own department, renal department, where I was IT lead, uh, used at least 15 of these applications and not all of them uh, had interface with each other. Um, when I started with uh, Queen Alexandra Hospital and Renal Unit, uh, my department was left without any IT lead uh, for about two years because of the cost cutting and redundancies, etc. So, I had to uh, set up whole um, digital operations from scratch. And I focused on the mandatory first, so basics first. Um, once the basic infrastructure, basic Um, IT services were in place, I started engaging with uh, the consultants, uh, nurses, frontline staff, uh, surgeons, etc., and talking to them and asking them what is their need, what what, what they need from digital services, uh, IT services. And I was shocked to learn that that expectation was so low because they were left without any IT support for so long. Um, But what? more we talked about it more ideas started flowing and uh, we started uh, making more changes and uh, um, and, uh, i started dashboards started providing uh, reports for their audits etc and uh, the board was more confident in making decisions uh, because now they had information to back all of their decisions so um, in my personal opinion for any successful outcome uh, for, for any initiative um a start with the end user talk to the end user what is what is working for them what do they need from the digital technology or um, what what success looks like to them um and and then go from there um so I, man, what I really wanted for my Uh, consultants and nurses is to have a a system where everything is there all medically relevant information uh, about the patient is in one place that was my dream and that's how I discovered the shared care record Um, um, and I joined CHI team care and health information exchange team within uh, CSU SCW CSU Chai is the shared care record used in Hampshire and alabite ICS. And I was in awe of this system, which integrated um, all the data from 180 GB practices, five hospitals, and a number of uh, councils. So coming from an acute and knowing what clinicians are looking for, it was very clear to me that uh, digital transformation in the form of shared care record is the answer, is the answer is the thing which can fill this gap of not having right information at right time uh, with right people. Um, Mm -hmm. My first project with Jive was implementing it in alabite to all the GP practices. They instantly then had access to their patients record who were visiting uh, mainland uh, uh, hospitals like Woodsmouth and Southampton and uh, they started seeing the uh, benefits of having that data. The um, then I also rolled out uh, chai to care care homes and that was game changer. I mean, after doing the pilot with 16 or 17 care homes, I went back and uh, took their feedback and comments. We got were like, oh, the system is saving lives because we don't we earlier we didn't have access to medically relevant data for our resident and some of them have dementia, some of them come without any medical record. So now we can see that in the system and can provide the right care. So so that's that's been my um, journey. Um, Another thing I do uh, with any of my initiatives is reflect, uh, reflect on what we did, how we did it, and can we do it better next time? So uh, lesson learned um, and recording those and sharing with others is um, very important. Currently, I'm a digital portfolio manager for one of the ICB, and I'm helping my partner organization with uh, digital design of integrated care hubs. These are the new things uh, in digital um, uh, informatics arena. Um, So uh, integrated care hubs is where all the clinicians from different organization will come together and collaborate. Uh, They will be coming from councils or from acute hospitals or GP practices. Um, For that, what what I try to do is try to engage experts from the start. So I bring in enterprise architects from our internal team. Uh, I bring in IG colleagues from uh, uh, our information governance uh, team, as well as end users who will be using these services and bring them to the same table uh, when we are scoping and uh, finding these
0: solutions. So
1: that's what we are
0: currently doing yeah really interesting sort of backstory there in terms of your own experience for, for an early stage um, seems like a very large number of IT systems that you had to deal with there when you were first starting out Um, not not too long ago 2006 it seems like you know where you probably started out to where you are now and uh, I imagine there's almost like a sort of a cultural and an attitude change towards digital
1: absolutely um, um Ben I mean in- I say digital change is not a technology change programs. They are behavior of the change program. So they should be t- treated as a change management program where you have to change technology as well as uh, behavior of people. Um, uh, because I, unless we remove the old systems and old ways of working, people do not adopt to the new ones. So uh, yeah, they are definitely, I agree with you, they're definitely change management
0: yeah it's, it's like i say it's good to see where where we were and where we're getting to and obviously the, the ideology behind it um i guess as, as good as a technology in a system is it's all about those people that are going to use it and you know getting them on board as much as anything to actually adopt obviously with the the money that's put into sort of systems if it doesn't then get used correctly it's, it's obviously yeah, uh, i imagine one of the biggest challenges that you probably face with scw is uh you know collaborating and bringing everyone on board and, and, and you know really getting them to be as enthusiastic about technology going forward
1: yeah i'm fortunate that we have those structured teams and uh, within our organization and uh, and they're always uh, looking out for new solutions, new technologies and uh, assessing it um so i'm fortunate that i have access to those experts um uh, and and sometimes it happens that somebody else has said oh can you do this for us and then we take those ideas to them and they uh, further develop and uh, assess those and uh, tell us uh, what we, what what can be done with that particular technology. So, yeah, definitely um, uh, it's it's a, a plus within an organization having those experts.
0: Yeah, and the, the, the innovation that, that comes with that. Um, I guess, how do you sort of I- identify those areas that, you know, the improvements that are needed within sort of NHS digital infrastructure? You know, how, how do you sort of go about implementing those changes so
1: um i mean with any new program it is easy for me when i go um uh, to a new program or a new uh team or a new customer uh, what i try to do first thing is baseline where we are currently um what is working and what is not working there's no point changing something which is already working and bringing the benefits that customer or the end user needs then i talk to the uh, talk to colleagues so end users first uh, what is working for you what is not working for you then other users who are using this technology or have upgraded to the next one uh, talking to them uh, helps uh, what has been your challenges what have you done differently um, etc once i know the baseline um, and uh, talking to to the uh, end user, improvements or ideas for improvements start flowing. Um, And sometimes those improvements can come from a very simple change. Uh, So for example, in my current uh, role, we change um, the process, how GB practices request uh, get purchases. And um, it was an email-based clunky system, dependent on human. And within organization, we had uh, other team using an automated system. So it is asking right questions. Why we are not using that automated system? And there will always be reason. Oh, we have always done this way, or we are slightly different, or this. We tweaked that system and implemented, and it's now bringing uh, so many benefits. Uh, it's auditable process. It's not dependent on human. It is much faster. Um, another instance where we just changed the brand of the kit we were purchasing, and we saved hundred thousand pound for the ICB. Um, so it's just asking those questions: um, why we are, um, why we are buying this particular brand and there will be reasons that we've always done this this way or uh, it is like for like replacement. No, but there is other options in the market. So doing those options appraisal and then seeing pros and cons and uh, benefits. So what I've learned uh, through those um, uh, exercises is that improvement can come from a minor change. It doesn't have to be an improvement program that everybody's... um, uh, uh, just uh, on the whiteboard, bringing the ideas, etc. It could just be a simple change which can bring a uh, lot of uh, big improvements.
0: Now, that's really interesting. Do you think a lot of sort of other organizations within the NHS are they hear digitalization and they think they really need to go and sort of push out and make these big drastic movements and change to drive things forward just so that it looks like that's the, the right angle to move, uh, you know, for improvements? But obviously, it's interesting there that you're talking about the small changes um, and, and momentum, I imagine. is it's a big factor with digitalization absolutely
1: i mean um so th- if these are with with nhs i mean we are always thinking about how it brings benefit to the, the patients and um, another thing we have to be conscious of uh, finances how this thing will be funded and that's why it is very important to look at um small changes can a small change or small investment can can it bring a bigger benefit so uh, yeah, oh, we, we always have to uh, do that horizon scanning um, for new ideas and um, cheaper, better options.
0: Yeah, I, I really imagine that you bring in your uh, your expertise and your experience with uh, the sort of different you know end customers that you're, you're dealing with uh, with SCW in terms of each each organisation is going to be different. Where they're up to, what they need implementing, um, different sort of stages. No one's on the same same path uh, going forward with their digitalisation. Um, I'm really sort of interested to find out about. Uh, yourself in terms of um, you know specifically around the sort of the female leadership side um traditionally technology digital uh, it's been a real sort of heavy male-dominated tech industry um mm-hmm. how have you found that and how have you sort of overcome you know your experiences
1: uh, thanks for asking that question ben uh, and we need to talk about it more and more um yes i mean there were challenges uh, and fresh out of college uh, when i finished my mba i uh, came out of uh, university and I probably had my own mental block and I thought oh I'm more suited to HR department I can do IT there instead of going into research and development or uh, uh, very much male dominant uh, areas Uh, but I could break those uh, uh, mental blocks myself and things have certainly changed I mean um, when I I started my career in 2000 um, I would be only one or a couple of women uh, in a a room full of men um, discussing technology Um, and uh, we were seen as less flexible Uh, we had fewer connections and there were old stereotypes live and kicking Uh, some of those are still there Um, so personally probably certainly missed on some opportunities Um, within NHS um, we have 77% of workforce which is women we, we have 77 percent of the workforce however when you go to very senior management roles uh, the percentage drops to 45 percent so yes there is more needs to be done uh, why we are not uh, at the top of uh at top table um, there are more glass ceilings needs to be broken but things have improved and organizations are realizing um, that uh, benefit of gender inclusive leadership. Um, I'm I'm working within my organization and uh, collaborative uh, organizations um, with more and more uh, digital uh, women leaders. So, um, yeah, things have changed. Um, How have they changed? Um, Better terms and conditions nowadays. uh, Flexible working arrangements um, uh, means we can balance um, the work as well as Family roles. Um, social media has um, made it possible to connect with other colleagues um, and uh, other means of communication, better means of communications mean we have better collaboration and uh, connections with, uh, with different colleagues. So, yeah, well, uh, things have changed and probably we still have a long way to go. Uh, as you know, that uh, Amanda Prachat is the first female NHS CEO. So, um, it has changed, but it needs to uh, further
0: go. Yeah, that's really, that's it's quite a, a key area for myself. I mean, I've, I've got two young daughters, one and four, um, so not quite ready to be recruited into the NHS just yet. But you kind of think um, what's happened for, from your career to now and then what's going to happen in the next 15, 20 years in terms of um, you know, female leadership, and especially within digitalization I think moving away from traditional sort of ways of working, new attitudes, new understanding. Um, and I do think the sort of, you know, a modern way of working is, is, is really what we're all aiming at. Um, you mentioned there about, you know, the different ways of working, the flexibility, um, you know, if, if anything, even, you know, in terms of the digitalization that comes without the way people work from home, um, you know, the, the sort of, I guess, the silver sort of lining out of the pandemic was the concept that remote working, you know, it is proving concepts um you know a lot of people are doing that now so yeah i, I definitely agree that you know f- from my short experience of the nhs over the last five years even in that sense where we we've moved on but obviously a lot more to be done going forward
1: yeah it's, it's a different world isn't it after covid
0: yeah yeah 100 um and I, obviously you know keen to sort of you know understand you know how how do you sort of balance you know the need for sort of innovation and agility and digital transformation with obviously the the concepts that come with the regulatory and compliance requirements around that um you know what what's your sort of understanding and, and, and take on that and how it's improved
1: so i've always been pro-compliance um because I, I know that these regulations and compliances are there to say me as a staff uh, to save and protect uh, patient data um, and uh, their information and to protect the infrastructure, digital infrastructure um, and otherwise. Um, equally, now we are working more collaboratively with uh, different organizations. So there is more uh, need of sharing information, need to uh, speed um, uh, the innovation. Um, so again, with any new technology or if you are checking a new application or something, my personal approach is and recommendation is bring in the experts, bring in all the experts in your scoping meeting when you are assessing something or when you are talking about the requirement and solutions. Uh, so for example, in intro, pro, uh, intro project, uh, when we were transitioning Chai uh, from one platform to other platform we had our ig colleagues there all the time uh, so it wasn't as an afterthought oh, okay we need to do this thing as a compliance and need to fill lots of forms no just have them there because it is their job um to advise and guide and find if there is any uh, compliance issues there um so yeah i mean that's that that is how i balance that yeah it needs to be there how we can do it And talking to other people, um, knowledge sharing uh, with other organizations. Because most of what we are doing, somebody already has done. I mean, there's no point reinventing the wheel. Uh, So knowledge sharing is also important.
0: That's really interesting. So the the, the concepts of of digitalization transformation are are sort of uh, the foundations. And obviously new technologies come and go depending on on the needs, I imagine, of different organizations. Um, I mean, obviously you've been at SCW for a few years now i think we're at the six-year mark um how have you found it working for them uh, with digital, digital transformation um,
1: it's 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 been a wonderful experience with um south central and west uh, csu because um unlike other traditional nhs organization we are not rigid um uh, it's, it's less hierarchical it is um Ideas. I mean, the values everybody respect those values. So we respectful, innovation, insightful, and patient first are my organization's values. And most of the people, all of my colleagues, I come across, um, they they actually walk the talk. So um, yeah, you can be, you can bring any idea to the table. It doesn't have um, matter uh, which team you work in or which grade you work in. Uh, if your idea is um uh, really good uh, yeah it it will be assessed and uh, you do get credit um so yeah no it it's been a wonderful experience uh, also in this um i have changed three jobs three roles within the organization so um, after doing the chai transition i moved to vaccine deployment program and that was one hell of a program and uh, i enjoyed working there um, and then uh, there was opportunity to work in uh, data again, digital uh, data and technology uh, work stream and uh, I raised hand and, and uh, applied and uh, was successful and worked there and uh, yeah, no two days are same, that's what I like there's always challenges um, and there's always um, so much to do um, within, within
0: SCW. Yeah, no, definitely I think that collaborative way of working is something that uh, comes across um, in terms of how you're going to drive change successfully. Um, good to know that as an organization, how you're going to sort of interact with the partners going forward. That's a key aspect. Um, and especially around the sort of different directorates that they've got with SCW that uh, no, no idea is a bad idea. <laughs> and obviously you're all working for effectively, you know, improving care and quality, whether that's you know, data analytics or system specific GPIT services. It's, it's a real sort of interesting um take as an organization that you know the end goal is really what's important um did you have you mentioned sort of you had three roles there was was there a preference uh, in terms of the what you did
1: um I, I definitely liked um my shared care record transition it was very challenging but it was really close-knit team um and uh, uh, so yeah that was one of my favorite part um and my current role as well, um, I, I'm, 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 and I'm, I've been privileged, I mean, I know it is a privilege to work in national vaccine deployment program that would be highlighted. Um, and I would have stories to tell my grandchildren when I, whenever I have them. Um, uh, yeah, all three roles. Um, and, and this role is uh, also, as I said, uh, what I like about uh, my digital portfolio management role is no two days are same uh it, there could be things uh nobody has done before and there would be um issues to solve or um or uh, yeah improvements in plain sight so
0: yeah never a quiet day <laughs>
1: yeah but yeah so, so my chai days are probably um my, close to my heart and digital transformation one
0: yeah um, one thing that i'm sort of interested in is that digital transformation covers so much around sort of emerging technologies Obviously, we've sort of briefly touched on, you know, having the foundations in play um, in terms of to drive digital transformation. But how do you sort of keep up to date with all the vast sort of different technologies that come out, and how do you sort of evaluate, you know, which ones you actually want to use it and take forward?
1: So, um, as I said, when I worked in HR department earlier, so I like interacting with uh, people, colleagues, discussing what they are doing. Um, so networking is very important. Um, and that's how I keep myself up to date, um, attending networking events. Um, if you can find a mentor or two, that's another plus. Uh, always talk to people who know more than you do. And I always assume that everybody knows more than I do. <laughs> uh uh so uh, having that open mind that yeah can learn from anywhere. I keep myself informed of new development by reading blogs like yours um, and your companies. And um, I'm a member of number of forums within uh, SCW. So we have um, health inequalities, uh, health improvement inequalities forum. We have BME forum. We have admin network. We have sustainability forum. All our wonderful knowledge sharing platform. Um, all colleagues come together, share stuff um, that hey, this is happening this place, or I'm doing this with my partner organization, and so those are um, really good place to learn about. And uh, as I said, uh, we work in multidisciplinary team uh, environment. A lot of my um, other uh, partner teams uh, are always that's their job looking out for technology, and then they do case studies and uh, papers, and uh, that's another uh, channel I use to keep myself uh, up to date.
0: Yeah, I imagine there's quite a large research and discovery with all the technologies that come through. Yeah. So it's not a quick fix in terms of, you know, the latest um, bandwagon that every organisation might jump on. You've got to sort of be a bit more um, yeah. systematic, understand that, do the research. The case studies are probably vital, I imagine.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: yeah. Perfect stuff. Um, yeah, I mean obviously, you know in terms of um, strategies and I'm just thinking about you know how you sort of engage with those different digital tools you know with emerging technologies, um, you know, can you share any sort of specific ways that you and SCW you know use strategy to sort of in- encourage it?
1: Um, so with the uh, with digital um, tools and adoption, uh, what I uh, like to do is, focus on incentives and levers. so what is it uh, bringing to the table how it is going to help uh, the end users because end users if they are comfortable with what they are doing how they are doing uh, they wouldn't want to change it however clunky their current system is they would always have excuses that i don't have time to learn new new ways of working or new new tools etc so Um, having those incentives in easy-to-understand format that this is what we are doing, this is the benefit it brings, and this is the benefit to you as an end user, and ultimately, this is the benefit to the uh, patient population because that's the end goal. Um, So, for example, uh, currently, many of our GP practices want their workplace to be more agile So instead of desktops, they are uh, putting in uh, talking stations. But that requires change in behavior of the uh, clinicians. They need to remember to bring their laptop. They need to uh, remember to take it with them. Um, So so that treating any adoption or engagement as a change management process um, is what I do. Um, and um, sometimes it is important to remove the old tech or altogether just just uh, keep it away. Um, for example, um, when we rolled out um, printers, the uh, printers, label printers for um, blood test, etc., uh, in um, in the hospital, some of the doctors were still using pen and paper. They are like, I don't have time to put it in the computer. My secretary can do it later. So, we had to literally remove manual papers from, from their consulting room. Um, and people do adopt, but then they uh, start seeing changes. Some people, some end users uh, require more hand holding than others. So, it's being uh, reasonable with that as well that it's different based for different um, uh, end users uh, helps as well.
0: Yeah, I imagine with any, any change, there's always going to be some friction, um, whatever industry, whatever scenario. Uh, that we put sort of face in live at it's interesting that you've, you physically got to take away a pen and a paper from someone just to sort of get on your wavelength i mean is it have you found that it's been easier in recent years for change to happen uh,
1: yes it is much easier um now uh, and sometimes uh so when i was working in acute and uh, these new doctors newly qualified new, newly out of uh the m- medical training they had so many ideas. Something could knew um, more technology than us, and, and that's plus when when uh, uh, different professionals uh, know different technology, and then they engage, and it's it's much easier now nowadays. Uh, nobody's. I mean, uh, my children they are born with iPhone or things in their hand. So yeah, it has it it has changed a lot. Um, um it can people are not that resistant
0: anymore. Yeah, I think that's really important. It sort of acknowledges, isn't it, in terms of the diff- every generation coming through will have, um, you know, a, a new outlook on digital. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm of the generation with the, a Nokia 3310 and, and Snake on my phone and, and how that's progressed. And we've got, you know, taking the photos and obviously live streaming and things like this, that, that will become the norm for the next generation coming through. And um, mm-hmm. I guess it's... If, the more popular and open they are to sort of digital ways of working, that could only help the NHS going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Really interesting. Really interesting. Sort of think about what the future has in store there. Um, I mean, one thing I I've sort of you know written down in, in terms of obviously bringing it a bit more back in terms of you know for the patient specific. Um, you know, have have you worked to ensure that sort of digital transformation initiatives, you know are inclusive to all patients it's really hard isn't it in this sort of day and age to make sure that we're you know appealing to all the masses all the different sort of um you know socioeconomic statuses and different factions
1: yeah so one thing i mean what i have my personal uh understanding of what i have learned from my own experience is that um digital or technology itself is not usually usually Discriminate based on someone's socioeconomic background or uh, any other uh, factors. It is how it has been implemented uh, what matters. So um, one example is smartphones. If smartphones were just iPhones, unaffordable to masses, it wouldn't have worked. It has to be cheaper, cheap technology, same technology available in cheaper versions so that it can be afforded by masses. Um, so uh, and, and it has come a long way i mean we have a um, different range of iphone uh, sorry uh, smartphones um you can use different languages so it becomes certain suddenly um, very inclusive uh, in that arena in NHS, with all our deployments we are required to do equalities assessments. so what i think is very important is that we do not treat those exercises as just box ticking exercises that, okay, we need to fill in this equalities assessment form. No, just look at it. Um, who's going to use it? Can they use it? Um, um, I mean, we still have a long way to come um, there, not not just in technology, otherwise as well. In my recent experience uh, uh, of one of the NHS building was that one of uh, my colleagues couldn't use it because uh, their wheelchair would not go into into the meeting room. So um, yeah, it's very important to see who will be using uh, whether technology or th- otherwise, and can they use it? Is it affordable uh, affordable to them? Another thing I learned is not to assume. Um, so uh, with say uh, COVID, uh, assuming that uh, certain socioeconomic economic uh, background people won't be ex- able to access online booking system or uh, online tools. That's not true. I mean, they um, they had uh, all the online systems and they were using it. The issue was different. It wasn't the technology. It was that their uh, working pattern was such they, that they couldn't use the daytime uh, vaccine centers. So the that's why the 24 by 7 uh, vaccine centers were uh, rolled out. Um, they, in, in in the COVID vaccination program, there was an entire team looking at all these uh, things, uh, uh, and then they were identifying barriers, and then implementing solutions. Um, so uh, it's, when, yeah, it, it, before we start implementing those those things, has to be done before uh, implementation, and not as an afterthought.
0: Yeah, so is that, I just sort of reflect on that. Is that more of a sort of discovery and understanding of, of who you, is using what in terms of to access care and then effectively not, not trying to roll out a blanket approach. Is, is that sort of, what, what would be the ideal sort of scenario for yourself? How do you sort of improve and transform the sort of the healthcare services through systems? Um, is trying to factor that in? Is, is it a large discovery phase that you have to begin with?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, doing those assessments, which are put in place uh, as properly as possible, Another thing is um, important is having diverse workforce uh, as well. So, because we serve diverse population and this is another lesson I learned in WDB program where um, uh, certain ideas were coming from uh, the communities because we had people from those communities. So, um, yeah, it would it would be part of the scoping and the discovery phase. And uh, there are processes in place of following those and not using those as box ticking um, will certainly help.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really important point. Is the only way you're going to implement change in in an area that hasn't had change before is if you obviously got personnel there that uh, can help with you. Um, you know, that's yeah, that's that's really insightful. I, I think that's obviously really something to be conscious of going forward. Um, I mean, do you use sort of any? You know, how do you sort of gauge what success is for digital transformation?
1: So within NHS. Um, the end goal is improving health outcome for the patients. So that that must be the uh, goal or one of the outcome of any digital transformation program. So, for example, shared care record, how we keep asking how it is helping the patients getting better care um, because if the patient data is available to clinician at the point of care, all of the information is available, this saves clinicians valuable time. They don't have to go through different systems, and that's how it helps uh, patients better outcome. They probably avoid booking appointments after appointments. Um, um, So, improving health outcome is the key measure. Another measure I use is cost saving and efficiencies. So, how technology can help uh, save cost and make our workforce more productive. So when I started um, in QA, QA uh, Queen Alexandra Hospital, we were printing, e- after each uh, outpatient appointment, uh, a letter will be dictated, will be typed, and then we'll print at least four copies of the letter. And then uh, one will be posted to the GP, one will be posted to the patient, and one will uh, go to different consultant if there is any, and one will go in the file. So technology has changed that um prescriptions if you uh, have recently gone to your gp um or uh, earlier they would print your prescription give it to you you have to go to the um, pharmacy all that has changed through technology now we have e-prescriptions so cost saving and efficiency is another one and this this has brought a lot of cost saving and efficiencies uh, within NHS um and now more than ever is sustainability um, whatever we are implementing is it sustainable is it um, helping us to be uh, reduce uh, our carbon footprint as as, as, as as an organization um and it's it's easy to align these to the organization's goal and these are the uh, cost saving efficiencies patient first uh, sustainability these are uh, end goals uh, of the uh, NHS as national organisation and uh, many of the regional organisations
0: as well. Yeah, really interesting there. Um, just on the back of that, I mean, do you think that the mergers for sort of CCGs to ICSs and ICBs has has, has been affected by obviously the digitalisation side of things with the merging of systems? Have you found that a real sort of, where? obviously you mentioned right at the start, around sort of 70 IT systems. Where Where, where are we at today? What number are we looking at? Um, and then I'm sort of applying that to sort of linking in with mergers. Is it is it still quite high? Multiple systems that different organisations use.
1: Um, unfortunately, it is. It is still high because um, uh, the, the mergers or bringing in a new system all requires finances. Um, so financing a new technology is a real challenge um, in in NHS. Uh, so yes, it's, there is still a lot. Which can be done within NHS, but it's not willingness of the organisation that is stopping, or it's not um, that uh, uh, the uh, senior leaders and CEOs uh, don't want that change. It is it is purely finances. Another thing with the mergers of uh, CCGs and ICSS is that they have um, to um, they have been. Experiencing change after change after change, so um, we have the, we probably need to get better as an organization in NHS to let one change settle before bringing in another change. So um, there are still challenges um, there, but um, things are improving, but surely There is more collaboration definitely uh, uh, between the organization within the ICS, ICSs, and they are looking in. Mm-hmm that uh, how do we collaborate with other regional
0: IC- ICSs and ICBs. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, uh, it's not always the case with NHS, you know, settling on one change. There seems like, you know, constant changes are happening all the time. And even a sort of a three to six month window, the changes that can go through in the systems or the change in the direction they're looking to go as an organisation. Um, I think everyone's sort of trying to push things forward and trying to get, you know, catch up on sort of improved healthcare for everyone that potentially they may have lost Last few years, um, do you think there's like sort of that added pressure to to get to where a lot sort of people think they should be? What, what's the reality? Um,
1: yes, I mean it does it does uh, takes away the focus from so uh, one change happens and you're like okay this is what we need to do and then something else comes and that becomes priority so it takes away the focus from what needs to be done uh, so I know in uh, some of the ICSs um, they had just finished working on their digital strategy and they just finished um, uh, looking at how and why um, uh, they how they would um, help their clinicians the uh, primary care and acute, etc and um, there are other changes coming they have to reduce their running cost allowances and um, so that will take away the focus from the important things they had planned and they wanted to do. Um, uh, but equally, I mean, uh, one of the, um, what pandemic taught us that one of, so, the, yeah, changes always happen and there are always challenges within NHS. But as an organization, we are very flexible. Uh, so I'm sure we'll get through this as well um, because because of that. Uh, Inbuilt resilience and flexibility.
0: Yeah, so, so it's really interesting, obviously, to have that sort of core ideology about how you're going to move things forward. I guess, looking to the future, what do you sort of see as the biggest opportunities and, and challenges with digital transformation?
1: Um, so the uh, challenges where we can help is, um, is work for shortage, ageing population, more demand, political challenges and changes we just talked about. So the, those have being there within NHS. Digital transformation specific challenges is growth, growth in digital technology and COVID accelerated that growth. Telemedicine um, suddenly uh, is there. Um, But otherwise we are very slow to adopt any change and technology is um, not evolutionary anymore. It's it's revolutionary. Uh, Something is there and next you know that that is obsolete and new technology is there. By the time we finish assessing one technology, it is already obsolete. So that pace and speed needs to be there. Equally, we cannot as an organization just willingly adopt anything. Um, uh, We shouldn't. We should assess how it helps us and where does it fit in our long-term strategy. So, Those are the digital um, transformation specific challenges. Finances we talked about, financing any new technology remains a big challenge because uh, money will be diverted um, where it can help um, directly to the patients or frontline staff or others. So um, that that remains a challenge. Old and clunky systems we talked about infrastructure which um, out of warranty systems those are big challenge and uh, financing those are fresh programs remains a challenge Um current growth in ai could be a challenge um, as we may start doing things too rapidly uh, without assessing or it could be an opportunity um, within nhs we already use ai for certain things like i know of um, Uh, using AI for identifying fractures in x-ray. So that has been around for a long, long time and it is helping. Um, But who knows? I mean, there could be opportunities that uh, we can use AI, merge it with robotics and use it um, for um, uh, personalized care of aging population in their home. Um, That would be um, a really good opportunity, um, but we're not there yet. Um so there are certainly plenty of opportunities, there are plenty of areas identified already for improvement. and finally cybersecurity, so digital transformation related is cybersecurity and data security is a known constant challenge because new things um keep coming and we had WannaCry many a few years ago. Uh we know that uh, such things can happen anytime. so we always have to fortify our systems and our infrastructure. Um, so that remains challenge as well as um, uh, opportunity in, in in terms of growth in that particular uh, sector, cyber security.
0: Yeah, interesting. I want to ask a, a little bit more about AI, if that's uh, if that's all right. I mean, are you are you pro AI, pro AI? Do you see it as a positive going forward, or are you a little bit hesitant?
1: No, I'm no AI expert by any means. <laughs> Um uh, I am waiting and watching. I've registered for some information programs. I mean this suddenly this flood with the um, social media, I mean uh, something is announced and next day you have experts propping up from all over places. Uh, I'm, I want to hear those programs before I can make up my mind. So I, I would say I'm and set up as of now. Uh, I've seen um, as, as I mentioned that uh, it is helping. Um, in some areas uh, uh but um yeah I, that, but I'm, I'm uh, waiting
0: it's... to see a few more examples of successes yeah. before you fully commit yeah.
1: yeah yeah before um yeah I need to see something in action and uh, see how it brings benefits um, to to the patient and um, not uh, patient does
0: yeah I, I was just curious on a sort of a services and systems point of view I know we've had sort of uh, virtual awards and, and ai uh, at home care uh, those sort of side of things and the you mentioned before about the, the fractures that they've seen and so it seems like progression is happening i'm just wondering yeah. how far it'll inf- infiltrate sort of the systems themselves um you know it, I mean, it as,
1: as an organization nhs does have access to and uses some cutting-edge technology um and so things are possible and um yeah, with right experts um it could it could be an opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm a hopeless optimist so I would say it is
0: probably it is opportunity brilliant stuff um I, I guess to sort of wrap up, um, if you could sort of change one thing about sort of the NHS and the healthcare to improve it um I, I appreciate funding is probably going to be a, a big one but is, is there anything that you think you know, could be done in the short term?
1: Um. When, uh, in terms of change, I mean, I have great respect for all my colleagues who work in NHS. Um, and, and they're so knowledgeable. And um, well, it's about perception. I mean, is a it's, uh, um, I don't think um, there is anything fundamentally need changing apart from funding it properly, of course. If we, if we, uh, value this service we need to fund it properly we need to um, um, reward staff uh, properly we need to uh, fund technology sector properly um, uh, and, and another thing is a uh, perception we probably need to change the perception that yes it is uh, uh, it, it it is the, the service it's 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 um helping us it's um it's not um dying or it's not crumbling or it there are always has been challenges so acknowledging that there has been challenges and there will be challenges um but yeah maybe uh funding uh, it properly and maybe um letting changes settle before we bring in more changes is um uh, some is areas of improvement i would say not a change but areas
0: of improvement No, really interested to sort of take get your sort of your view on that and, and also the sort of a little bit of a sort of a society view that, you know, NHS is, is doomed and it's, it's on its knees a little bit, which obviously to a certain extent it is, but there are sort of pockets of what individuals and organizations are trying to do to, to get back to where they need to be. Um, Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder if the narrative was a little bit different in the media in terms of how that would help, uh, you know, all, all organizations going forward, you know. Yeah. Sort
1: of, it's not all doom and gloom it is. It is. Uh, it is like it is. It is uh, challenging. It's a huge organisation which we Um Yeah, things can be improved um, as well. Um, and I'll encourage your girls and um, my children to come and join uh, NHS if they have passion for helping um, patients in public.
0: Definitely. Well, I'll, um, yeah, my daughter's already got a stethoscope in a and a little ipad so i'm assuming that uh, she'll be somewhere in between going forward helping out with clinical services um i think that's a real sort of positive way to finish up before we end the podcast i'd like to say thanks so much to preta the digital portfolio manager at south central and west csu for sharing her thoughts in today's conversation if you're hiring for new technical roles or looking for a new role feel free to get in touch with us here at evolution or if you or anyone you know would like to feature on a future podcast you can drop me a message too. Once again, I'm Ben Cook, and you can find me on LinkedIn or email me at ben.cook at evolution.co.uk or visit us at evolutionjobs.com forward slash UK forward slash NHS. Thanks again to my guests, and thank you for listening. We hope you can join us next time.